if you knew me you would know i learned and played professional game of bridge a card game to support the operations for my own travel company hi i'm lia parker belker a t22 and this is if you knew me a grassroots podcast dedicated to celebrating diversity equity and inclusion at the tuck school of business at dartmouth This podcast was born out of a desire to deepen student connections and foster a culture of belonging here at Tuck. In this show, I sit down with my peers to get to know them on a more personal level. Guests on If You Knew Me share something about themselves that only their close family and friends know. My hope is that by allowing ourselves to be vulnerable with one another, we build greater trust, understanding, and empathy within our community. Hi, I'm here today with T21, Gaurav Mittal. Hi, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, so can you expand a little bit more on your statement, uh, a little bit why, how you learned bridge, why you learned bridge? Yeah, sure. So this was uh, the year of 2017 and I was doing my own, or pursuing my own travel startup. And a few months down the line, we were in a huge cash crunch we need some money to pay for our operational expenses and salaries for the employees and i was exploring some additional sources of income i did some intraday stock market trading but that i believe was my worst decision ever and we actually lost a good amount of money and i was just like searching for other some some sources of income and one day i went to my neighborhood and saw an uncle and i was just talking to him and he told me like he make good decent amount of money by playing professional bridge and i'm a, like a huge fan of playing cards uh, and i like puzzles and i thought like i should just explore this game so i sat down with the uncle and we played few games and i actually learned it pretty quickly and i enjoyed it very much and like few weeks down the line i was playing in one of the bridge clubs one of the professional bridge clubs in new delhi india and was making a good you can say like a decent amount of money to support my uh, my company's operation or and to pay some pay the salaries of my employees so yeah that was like my whole story about like how why i played bridge how i learned to play bridge and how did it like supported me wow i mean it seems like you went from learning to playing professional at professional bridge clubs basically yeah. overnight is that right how many how long did it take you to build up to that level it took me around like 7 to 8 weeks okay. so the uncle or the my i would say na my friend uh he was he used to play in those professional clubs and one day he just took me to one of those clubs and that day i met with some of the great bridge players uh in new delhi india and yeah i built a camaraderie with them and one thing led to another and i was like playing regularly with them So it sounds like you were successful largely but were there ever days where where you lost 
Absolutely, yeah. So just like if you want to play a game and one of the like uh, professional bridge clubs, uh, the entry ticket it's approximately like seventy to eighty dollars. And uh, stakes get uh, and stakes can are increasing like with every game, uh, new game which you play. And I remember there were like few weeks where I lost a ton. I remember like after like twelve weeks, I was playing in that club and I lost about like five thousand uh, dollars, which was like you can imagine like two to three months of our uh, like operations money. So yeah, I some days were good, some days were terrible. But you said net net positive, correct? Yes, luckily I did. And do you still do you still play professional bridge for either for fun or for sustaining your your business? Uh, so I'm not pursuing my business right now, but I do play bridge. I do play it online, uh, and I'm currently in India, and I'm playing bridge like almost every day. So yeah, I love this game. That's awesome. Um, I don't know if you're comfortable telling us, but is there a number you could share that you know by the end of your professional bridge playing specifically to fund to fund your business was there a, was there a number is there a number you'd be willing to share of how much you you won yeah absolutely so uh i played bridge in india and in hong kong so in india when like the net to net my earnings were about like $35,000 well <laughs> and in Hong Kong, I lost $10,000. So overall, during my professional bridge life, I was able to make about $25,000. Amazing. Do you, do you think you would ever go back and use that as a tactic in the future for other fundraising efforts? Uh, <laughs> I feel like this is not sustainable. and <laughs> Definitely not. But... Yeah, I one thing I would put, I can say like I love this game and I am looking forward to play this game professionally. And one thing like I'm very well open to it like playing in Dartmouth. Mm. Uh, and someone is like very well welcomed if you they want to play or like learn the game of bridge. What if you're if someone was interested in learning, where what where should they start? Where what would you recommend to them um, in terms of getting going? Yeah, I would recommend just get three new players, just get a pack of cards and look over Wikipedia. The rules are pretty easy and start playing. Uh, it helps if someone knows Bridge so they can like help you learn. But I guess like within like two to three games, you'll easily get how the game is played and I guess you can master it as well. Do you think there are any common pitfalls or any tips or tricks you would recommend to people? Yes. So bridge is generally played with a partner. So you need to choose a partner whom you can, whom you have like a good chemistry with. So that's one of the key things, like have a good partner, like just have some like tips and tricks, like how you should be like playing with them. Uh, and the second thing is while playing bridge, uh, the one thing is like the bidding. So you have to bid scores. 
and that's again like one of a kind of a strategy which you need to like think of so that's one of the things which you should consider especially if you have like lost a lot of money because it becomes very overwhelming you want to recover your amount and hence people bid unnecessarily and this has happened to me a lot and what i can see is like i lost like most of my money in those games interesting so who did you have multiple partners throughout your time playing when you were trying to um raise money for your for your startup yes so during the initial phase my partner was my co-founder so he used to play with me so we both were playing bridge for about like 4 to 5 weeks and after which we switched sides so we thought like we should like find some other partner just because we can increase the probability of us winning more money and uh, then i found like another partner in the bridge club and i started playing with him and one thing led to another like but i would say i haven't switched partners much so uh professional when i've played bridge professionally i have been with not more than you can say four to five partners and that's like about like 600 to 700 games. Mm, okay. Is there some kind of strategy around wanting your partner to have different skill sets than you or a different way of thinking or do you actually want to be really lockstep and think exactly the same? No, I would say like it's good thing to have a diversity and good to good thing to have like a diverse th- opinion. uh because it could happen like you can get uh away with one trick or some other your one of your opponents can play a trick on you and it's always a good thing to have one of your partner who can like save you so i feel like that's always a good uh, good strategy to have like partners who like think differently and who have like different opinions on things what would you say your strength is as a bridge player Uh, that's a difficult one uh but i would say my strength is lately i i had took like lot of risk so that i think like was my key strength because i remember when i was playing in hong kong i actually want to play and i actually like was too much angry into this game and i spent a lot so but that game did went well i lost 10000 dollars but there was another game in new uh, in india where i won like a good money and that was something because like i took like lot of risks but that being said like uh, it's generally beneficial to take calculated risk rather than like just throwing off your money so probably like being analytical and doing some math uh behind your head head it's beneficial and i feel like that's kind of like a core strength for me i like numbers i like probabilities and i like to think like what could be the expected returns could be awesome so it sounds like uh analytics in fall a and fall b years <laughs> could could be beneficial for future aspiring bridge players <laughs> maybe <laughs> what, what maybe so so i'm cuz instantly when you said calculated risk i thought about um you know decision our decision trees <laughs> and 
um, our risk tolerance. That's so funny. Okay. Um, and I don't know if you want to speak to it, but uh, you said all of this was in pursuit of of being able to sustain your startup operations, yeah. salaries. Do you, do you want to speak a little bit about your business? Yeah, sure. So I started my own travel company in 2016 and I was doing it part time. And about like eight months into operations, I thought like I should do this full time because I can see the growth. I can see some customer traction. And in starting of 2017, I left my full time consulting job and was fully ingrained into my own travel startup. A calculated really, risk. Yeah, exactly. Uh so starting off it, like we were only, it was only me and my co-founder. Um, so it was me looking over all on the business side and my co-founder was handling all the tech. And I built the team. We hired some coders, we hired some designers, and we also hired two sales interns. And ultimately in the next three months, we were a team of six. And we initially got a good, traction our business model was good uh, profitability figures were nice uh, but as i said like after like couple of months um, the profitability or the consumer traction started declining and we were like burning a lot of cash and ultimately it came to a point like where i can see like we don't have enough money to support the operations to pay salaries for the employees or to support any marketing activity uh, in hindsight, like, I guess we did something which we shouldn't have done. So, like, uh, when I was doing my full-time job, I was approached by a VC and he told me, like, he want to um, invest in the startup. And he was looking forward to give me a small amount of money. And I readily took it and we spent it. And we spent it, you can say, is like, non-judiciously. So I remember we went to a party in Thailand, uh, the whole team outing thing, and we spent a lot in marketing. We hired some of the like very expensive coders and that thing like burnt a lot of cash. And I was like forced to like search for some sources of income, some additional sources. And then I started stock trading. And one thing led to another, I played, started to play in bridge. Well, so where is the company now? You said you're not pursuing it anymore. What happened? Yeah. So like when we were started to seeing a downturn and uh, when I started playing bridge, I continued in my operations for about four months. And after which we were approached by one of the largest online travel agencies named exigo.com and they told us like they're pretty much interested to acquire our startup and they were really interested in our technology Mm. so they told us like hey Dubai do you want to get acquired and I thought like that was a good time to shut down our operations just because like at that point of time I was only 26 years old and my co-founder was 25 and the other employees were about 20 to 23 years old. And we thought like we don't have enough experience in the team. 
and thought like this is a nice time to learn more things be in a more formal environment and if you want to do a startup like try it some years down the line so yeah we were finally acquired um and that was like a pretty fascinating story in itself just because like the emotions and everything like hey we are now shutting down the startup like team was very emotional and was somehow very difficult to convince them like we won't be able to pursue the operations so yeah pretty nice experience i would say wow yeah that's fascinating we um in strategy uh, my classmates and i we were, were just talking about mergers and acquisitions and so <laughs> i i do have so many questions but that perhaps another episode yeah absolutely <laughs> well thank you so much for for being on are there any other uh, any other thoughts you have about about your statement that you want to share that I might not have asked you about? Yeah, just a, like an ending thought. Like, and this is something like one of my closest friend or the uncle who told me, who like taught me to, taught me bridge, told me once. And he told me like, so life is like kind of like a book where failure, like where the next chapter after failure is success. so just embrace your present and never stop learning and and growing and putting yourself in an uncomfortable zone wise wise words uh, to end on something fun uh, what is your favorite dessert my favorite dessert yeah actually i have a sweet tooth uh, i like a lot many desserts but my favorite is brownie with vanilla ice cream Mm. Do you have a favorite place that you get it in Hanover? Yes, it's Molly's and one thing like in your birthdays you get it for free. So, yeah, definitely want to look for it. A hot tip to to remember to go there on your birthday. Yeah. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of If You Knew Me. Please check out our other episodes to support and learn more about other Takis. Special thanks to my TP Alex Mitko for helping edit these episodes. If you have any questions or feedback on the podcast, or if you want to be featured in a future episode, please contact us at tuck.if.u.new.me.podcast at tuck.dartmouth.edu.